In this episode, I break down a way for you to buy a business with the zero money down. And while this may seem wild, deals like this happen more often than you think. There are countless, I mean, countless of ways to buy a business with zero money down. And in this episode, I walk you through one way with the details and I show you how to break it down step by step with a very specific case study. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. So how do you buy a business for no money down? <laughs> After my last episode, I got a flood of comments and questions saying, okay, Sharon, how do you buy a business for no money down? That doesn't sound possible. So I am going to change the, the numbers on this one and actually tell you about a real deal that happened. I'm going to change the numbers so that it's easy to do math in my head and I can break it all down for you. So one of my clients recently wanted to buy a acquire a business for say a million dollars, right? And the first thing that we needed to do was we understood that we had to go out and go out and, and get 20% of the million dollars, which is $200,000 in cash um, to put down as equity in the deal. And based on that, the bank said that they would finance the other 80%, which is the other $800,000. Well, uh, we set the terms with the seller. The seller agreed. The seller agreed that this he was going to get a million dollars up front, right? Think about that for a second, a million dollars. And the seller was going to get the million dollars, which would be $200,000 of our equity and then $800,000 of the bank's debt. Well, everything was going fine. And then 30 days to closing of the deal, my client's equity partner, who was going to be the equity of the $200,000 in the deal, fell through. So my client was left short $200,000. And yes, could he have come out of pocket and ponied it up? He was, yeah, but as a smart guy, he called me. He's like, hey, Sharon, our equity partners backed out. Uh, what do you think we should do? I said, well, let's go get some equity. And they're like, well, we checked all the equity sources out there. And if I have to go raise $200,000 in equity in the next 30 days, I'm going to have to pay what we call hard money rates. So for easy math, right? Think about it as 10%. And that's that's cheap, by the way. So we'll make it easy, 10%. So now they're going to have to start paying 10% uh, money and payable monthly with points in all the other kinds of terms. So it gets messy. So I said, okay, well, you got 10% money on one end. What other kind of money do we have? He's like, well, I can tap my IRA, my 401k, et cetera. I'm like, sure, you're going to do that. But now you're going to borrow from it, which you're going to have a penalty for, et cetera. So think through that. And then I had this idea. I said, well, why don't we just go and ask the seller to see if he would finance the 20% the, the 20 of the deal? Meaning, would the seller put up $200,000 to purchase his own business? Think about that for a second. Would the seller put up $200,000 of his own business to purchase, to sell us his own asset? Like, literally, he's going to pay us money <laughs> 
purchased by his company. How cool is that? And so he's like, well, I would, you know, you never go and ask that. What you go and ask is you don't say, hey, will you take a note for $200,000? That's ridiculous. You'd never do that because that would be a rookie mistake. Okay, so you don't do that. So what do you actually do? What do you do is you go to the seller and say, hey, um, deal's working fine. I have two questions for you. Question number one, you know, are you flexible with your timeline? Because the deal, the struggle we had is in the timeline, right? So deal number one, you say, are you flexible with your timeline? And the second question is, if you're not flexible with your timeline, cool. uh, What are you planning on doing with this money when you get it? Right? And so the seller said, hey, I'm going to take this money. I'm going to put it in a CD. I'm going to make 3% a year and I'm good. And I, so I said, well, okay, what if, what if, what if I could pay, you said 3%, right? He's like, yeah. I said, what if I could pay you 6% on your money? He says, well, I, I, I don't, that'd be interesting. But he's like, I don't want to give up the whole million dollars for 6%. I said, no, no, no. You don't have to do the whole million. Just how about you get $800,000 from the bank? You get $800,000 plus you take a $200,000 loan of which I just pay you 6%. Instead of putting it in the bank, you pay me the $200,000. And he's like, done. So now I had, we had automatically manufactured this equity that the seller was going to take a note for, right? It's called a seller note or a seller carry or whatever. So now um, all we owed was 6% on that $200,000. Well, then I had this idea. I said, well, what are the terms of the bank? What are the terms of the bank? Well, the bank is going to collateralize the asset, have a bunch of notes, uh, personally have, have the client personally, have my client personally guaranteed with, this, with their house and their other business, put UCC filings on stuff, write guarantor agreements, uh, you know, basically do, a, you know, an anal cavity search and all of that because banks do, right? They want to do all of that. They want a personal guarantee. They want everything associated with this. So I said, well, wouldn't it be interesting if the seller carried the entire million dollars? But The seller just told us that the seller was not going to carry a million dollars because he didn't want a million dollars at 6%. So I said, hmm, okay, why don't we go to the seller and say, hey, what are you going to do with the rest of the $800,000? He's like, Sharon, I told you, I'm going to take the $800,000, I'm going to put it in a CD that makes me 3%, but if I put it for longer, they're going to make me four. I said, okay, well, what about this? What if for the other $800,000, I could get you 8%? He goes, wait a minute, really? Yeah. I said, for $200,000 that you already agreed, you do a 6% deal. And for the $800,000, we'll give you 8%. So net, net, you're just going to get us paying you a check every single month, just like the bank would pay you a check every single month. You would still sell your business. And if anything went wrong, you just get your business back. Because if I gave you the money and um, you got the money and something went wrong in the market or whatever, you don't even have that. And if the business is doing, if I ever went away, and did something wrong, like you can use a business as collateral, right? And he's like, wait, so for the first $200,000, you're going to do it at 6%. So you're just going to pay me every quarter. You're going to write me a check for 6% of $200,000. And then for the $800,000, you're going to pay me 8%. So for every, and every quarter, you're going to send me an 8% check. I said, correct. He goes, let me think about it. Next day, he's like, done. And I want the business collateralized. And I want to take your client's house as security. I was like, we're going to do that anyway. So done, no problem. So think about this for a second. Now we did a deal where my client had to come out of pocket, zero money. I could use the, the cash flow from the company to actually pay the 
seller back, which the seller was making in a salary, he's continuing to pay that salary. It's collateralized by the business. If something happened, he can walk away. And he put his house on the line, which he would never have to, which was going to do with the bank anyway. Now, the cool part about this is, is he has no extra debt. He has no UCC filings. He has no structured equity. His you know, purchase agreement for the company is significantly smaller. His uh, The seller is now vest, is a vested interest in the deal, so wants to see the company succeed. So do you think that when my client calls with a question or a problem or when something breaks, do you think the... Do you think the seller is going to actually help out? Of course he is. So net-net, this is what happened, right? At the end of the deal, we were close to the finish line. And I knew this was going to happen. We were close to the finish line. And the seller was going to have seller remorse, right? We're like, "Eh, you know, I don't know if I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to pull the terms. Right now, the deal's terms stand like this. For the first $200,000, he gets 6%. And for the next $800,000, he gets 8% payable quarterly. So I said, huh, why don't we do this? I said, Mr. Seller, why don't we just blend the whole thing into a seller note for a million dollars? You give that to us collateralized by the business and we do the, we do an 8% on the whole thing, which means it's 80, a million, 8% of a million dollars is $80,000, which means on a per quarter basis, you pay $20,000. The business was kicking out cash flows of significantly higher, right? Because we were buying it for a million dollars. So think about it, right? The business was kicking out cash flows of $300,000 a year or more. So literally it was the cost of hiring a, uh, absentee CEO, which you had to come out of pocket for zero and didn't have to come up with the cash, later could refinance the business. So net-net, we closed the deal where my client literally signed like a three-page note agreement that allowed him to buy an entire business, integrate it into his own business, pay out the seller out of cash flow for an 8% note and had to go through zero banking, zero structuring, zero anything. And that is how you can buy a business for... Uh, zero money down and still have the seller love the deal that they got, love the deal that they got. And yes, I, did I get a piece of that company? Of course I did because I helped structure the deal. Right. And the way you do that is by making sure the seller is treated like your grandma. We call this a grandma's deal. If the seller is treated like your grandma and you're the buyer, you would never do a bad deal with your grandma. Right. So you want to make sure that the deal is the right deal for the seller. If the seller is literally getting the same interest and going to put it in his Bank of America account, but you're paying him now $80,000 a year, which you would have never gotten anyway, and it's still collateralized by the business. And so he can keep the business if something goes wrong. What a great deal. What a great deal. It only worked because we knew exactly what the seller wanted to do with the cash. And so sometimes it helps for discovery to figure out what that is. But that's just one way in which you can actually buy a business for zero money down. And the more ways you do that, there's several ways you can do that. And um, the more ways you can get to do that, the more businesses you own for zero money down and you get to pay other people on the come. And that's the best way to leverage your tools, leverage your assets, leverage your platform. And you can grow an insanely big enterprise on other people's money and other people's assets. Enjoy. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.